Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meet Gistics podcast. If you can hear in my voice that I'm holding back a laughter, <laughs> it's because uh, we revived something that people have been asking for on live streams specifically for a while. We revived Will It Barbecue. Our plan is to do, you, should, you need to see what Austin's doing to figure out why I'm laughing. Um, we figure we're going to do one of these a month. I bought a bunch of odd meats that people wouldn't normally eat. Um, kicked it off with the hardest one, which was probably a mistake, especially considering that I'm also doing a, uh, late night process stream tonight mm -hmm. making uh, pheasant Rangoon. And hopefully that goes well because the Willow barbecue beaver tail, <laughs> it was did well, not I don't, go well. Yeah. Do we tell? Yeah. Tell people. Yeah. No, no, no whatever. It was horrible. Worst thing we've ever done. It was worse. No. Yeah. It was, I was about to puke that like compared to when we did like coffee, uh, coffee, coffee beer, when we did that, when we did those, beer like, was at least beer. it was, it tasted horrible, but it didn't make me want to throw up. That makes me want to throw up. Do you remember the recipe for disaster we did with the tofu brought? Yeah. So we never even released that as an episode. I think that was on during either a podcast or a live stream. Something I can't. I know I have footage of it, and I even like have a memory of the taste of the yep. tofu brat because it had an odd cinnamon aftertaste. I believe yeah, it did. <laughs> and we didn't no, use we didn't no use any cinnamon in that. <laughs> um, so that I actually spit out. I was able to swallow all three of the different flavors. Um, we did firecracker rub. We did chipotle lime sweet rub and butter garlic. I did the, the firecracker rub kind of as an enticement to Austin, and we started with that one. So let me tell you real quick, I figured things were going wrong real early on. Um, in everything I had read, everybody said the hardest part and the worst part is getting the skin off the tail. What they recommended doing is putting the uh, skewer down, like kind of in between the skin and the meat, and then putting it on a really hot surface. So we have our sear box in the back with our camp chef, put it on there, or, but I didn't want to do that because it's supposed to smell really, really bad. Everybody kept going on and on about how bad the smell was. So I sous vide all three of these for about seven hours at 130 degrees. I figured that would be enough to loosen the skin so I could just kind of take it off, kind of almost like a fillet. So the first two... Just talking about this makes me want to throw up again. I did burp, and it it's not any better coming up as it was going down. So mm. try to not throw up if you can. Um, so skinning the ones didn't go that well. So for the last one, I was like, all right, let's try this. If somebody is going to do it, that is the way to go. The traditional method, the smell is not that bad. It just smells a little bit like burnt rubber. It's not a terrible, and peeling the skin off is so much easier. I had a very sharp knife, and I don't know if the, I mean, the, the tail looks like leather, so I don't know if it, it's super durable or something, but it was very, very hard to, you know, quote, unquote, fillet. Now, granted, I do not have the best knife skills. I've never claimed to be someone with amazing knife skills, but it was ridiculously hard. Anyways. So we then cooked them till they were 165 degrees. Once they hit about 155, I threw some butter on each of them, let it melt on there. Um, and I think the biggest problem was the texture. Yes. So if you get like a really nice melty piece of fat and throw it in your mouth and it just like dissolves and it's 
delicious. This wanted to do that, but couldn't quite get there. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm going to just get softer and then stay as kind of a mush. We even talked about like, I can still feel it in like the crevices of my teeth. Uh I still have it in my teeth too. It is not a pleasing taste. There's nothing about it. I would argue that coffee was worse. No. Not even close. I would argue. Go back and watch the faces we made with coffee. It wouldn't. It Like it just, it tasted horrible, but it was not throw up worthy. That's where I can't mm-hmm. get past. Like, I I don't know. Like it, it, there's, there's a difference between some, something can taste worse than something else, but not be as bad. That's what this is. I think the coffee tasted worse. Okay. But. The texture plays such a big Fair piece point. of it that this didn't, this honestly didn't taste that horrible. It's just bad taste with the worst texture ever. And that makes me want to throw up. Yeah, Whereas the I, coffee, you expect the texture, you know what that's like. The taste is just really bad. The only food that I would say has a worse texture <clears throat> than that is mashed potatoes. No. Other than that, that is probably the worst texture I've ever Mashed potatoes is awesome. Terrible. Do you do you, do you do you eat ice cream? Yes, they're. It's just hot ice cream no. that's not melted. Oh no, that's the, yeah. It's the most <laughs> inaccurate thing you've ever said. Like it has a a gr- not a graininess, but like a, then you're not doing your no. You're not doing mashed wants potatoes. To right. say that. Listen, I grew up. Everyone in my family wants my mom to make mashed potatoes everywhere we go. Those are the mashed potatoes I grew up trying to be force fed and not liking them. So it's not the quality of the mashed potato. It is the mashed potato. If I made you mashed potatoes sometime, would you take a bite? Sure. Okay. I'm going to take a bite of pretty much anything, but gonna do it. I, You're as gonna is like evidenced it. by the fact that we went through with this because I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion after we cooked them that it wasn't going to go well. And it didn't. No, it did not go well. Let's push that a little further away from us, I think. And I can smell it on my clothes and my hands. <laughs> it's not it's not pleasing. I'm not, not enjoying that. All right, well, that's the bad news. Let's get on to a little bit of good news. So our 10-pound version of our electric sausage stuff or the sample of that aro- arrived. <laughs> arrived. <laughs> um, we'll show it to you at some point. And... I have a very specific meme in mind that I've shown everybody when I see it. It makes me laugh. But with it came a 12 millimeter stuffing tube and a 10 millimeter stuffing tube. Now, this is our old 13 millimeter stuffing tube. These, this is the 12 and this is the 10. Look at them, comment about Everything, like what you think of build quality, pick them up. Definitely pick them up. Uh-huh. It's not My first good. thought when I picked it up is that's almost like what a Tulsa stuffing tube mm-hmm. feels like. Now, reach over there and grab any one of those tubes. Doesn't matter which one. Now, feel the difference between... So this is an earlier iteration of this. Now look at the difference between this and this. It is night and day. The weight of it, the build quality everything what's weird is on on the old one like that's 
thicker steel on the tube, uh-huh. thinner on here, but better. But overall, it's it's heavier. Uh-huh. So much of the weight is down here not, at the base. It's though. not just that. It's also the I think the type of metal they used for this is a denser metal. I would bet if we cut off the actual tube part and the actual tube part, this would still weigh significantly more. Snap. I mean that not that they would have snapped, but when we first got these and they sent those tubes with us, they did warn us. They're like, this is not your finished tube. We're still working on them. But our immediate reaction was just, these can't be our finished tubes. And if this is how far away you guys are, we have a real problem. They absolutely came through. I'm thrilled with these. Now, some other information. The 10 pound also came with the new uh, gradient sticker for how fast to move your thing. Uh, Andy is working with them on that, but I threw this 10 millimeter tube on 16 millimeter casings, ran it at just about, well, probably around three quarters speed and it never tripped the motor once. I used just under 0.75 liters of water to a 25 pound batch and it worked like a charm. Now, it was slower going through the 16 than it was on the 19 millimeter, definitely. I mean, it's just a very nice... But it worked well. It really worked well. I think um, the one thing that we may end up having a problem, we discussed this a little bit, is the, the gradient. We may have been too conservative initially. So it says right now only like up to just under a half... For snack sticks, you're going to be able to go significantly past that. Um, is it? Well, I mean, looking at it from someone who's just starting or somebody who's been using it a while. Sure. Because somebody that's been using it, using it a while can then they can do whatever's going to work best for them. Mm-hmm. But taking the dip, taking the approach of looking at it as like someone who's just got it, just starting to make snack sticks. Still same opinion. If it's your first time making snack sticks, no, then you probably want it to run very slow because you'll need to, you know, figure out how tightly you need to keep your hand on that. But fairly rapidly, I would say, I, I would imagine halfway through their first batch, they'll be able to to go beyond the sticker's limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, though, with how well the 10 millimeter, right now with our, Elect- or non-electric sausage stuffers, right? It includes it, the smallest uh, stu- tube it includes is a 12 millimeter. Mm-hmm. For this, the plan right now is to still make the 10 millimeter available, but just like that, it's a separate purchase. Yeah, we'll probably have the same okay. same stuffing tubes between each model. That way, there's not a lot of confusion. So, initially, my uh, you know this, I was pushing back on having a 10 millimeter tube. I didn't want to deal with the headache of it. I wanted something in the verbiage saying if you use the 10 millimeter tube with your uh, with the motor part of your electric stuffer, it voids the warranty because it absolutely will work. Um, the gearbox in that is so slick. You could do this as a, a hand stuff, no problem whatsoever. But I actually think you you are going to be able to use the 10 millimeter tube and the motor and not have any problems. Yeah. So I'm very, very, very happy about that. 
Yeah, I'm excited. We've we've had them available for pre-order for a while, and we've been selling quite a few of them. Um, I'm excited to actually get them in and get them shipped out and see what everybody else thinks because yep. I I think it's uh, I think we're gonna hit a home run here with it. Yeah, I'm not honestly, I'm not nervous at all about them, especially with them shipping us that one, which is the exact production motor that's going out. Then putting that one on the it's working great. Yeah, it's working great. I'm thrilled with it. Um, so we have those both the 20 and 30 pound available for pre-order right now at Waltons.com. We've also got a ridiculous sized summer sale going on right now. If you go to Waltons.com at the top of the page, it says uh, summer sale. On there, we have all four of our grinders. We've got both meat mixers. We've got all three slicers. We've got all three vacuum sealers and all of our vacuum bags, as well as a few other things um, at serious discounts. I think the greatest is like 30% and the the least is still like 20% or around 20%. There's most of the equipment's about 25. Okay. There was, there's one thing that was over 50% off, um, but just one thing. Okay. Um, the best discount, in my opinion, is the chamber vac sure. sealer because that we've got down at eight twenty four ninety nine, and I I kind of gulp and swallow as I say that, anyways. Um, but um, we haven't been able to do that kind of price or seen that kind of price in a long time because we used to sell we used to sell a ton of chamber vac sealers um, of a different brand before we had our own, and um, when we first started, we were selling them for like. $579 a piece. And that was amazing. It's the perfect price point. So many people at home would be like, yeah, I'll spend that on a big vac sealer like that. And then the world has changed nope. over the past three or nope. four years nope. and prices have gone crazy. And we haven't been able to come anywhere close to that, but being able to drop below that thousand dollar price point um, by a couple hundred bucks i think is huge yep. it gets us back towards that market and i think around that price range where people can more easily afford it and if people get that thing they're gonna love it yeah and the number one thing you can do for uh food security is have well one of the best things you can do is have a, a quality vac sealer that way you can freeze or vacuum seal and freeze meats or whatever for future eating and you don't have to worry about it at all. That came up in my conversation uh, with Jesse last week and she did not have a vacuum sealer. So I've corrected that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's an awesome tool. Um, especially if things keep going the way they are with our, our food supply chain, which is very stressed at the moment. I would say I'm at least as concerned as I was at the, hmm, I'm almost as concerned as I was at the beginning of COVID. So I had like the specific geese picked out in my backyard. I was like, all right, I'm going to eat you Tuesday. <laughs> I was sure we were going to be down to eating wild geese. Um, not that there's anything wrong with wild geese. They're freaking delicious. Some of my favorite sausage I've ever made is at a goose. So That's if you've made it into something. Yeah, goose by itself. Goose, goose by itself is not, not the greatest not thing in the fan. world. No, but it makes awesome pepperoni. It makes awesome sausage. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's awesome in sausage. The hatch green chili and our pepperoni seasoning uh, with goose just works absolutely amazing. All right, so we've got that sale. Go check it out now. 
Um, we have reshot most, we reshot all the B-roll we needed for uh, our how to make snack sticks. We redid it with all updated equipment in this kitchen and no Austin. Um, I'm sure he's thrilled about that. Killing me. Uh, and then we're going to come out with a new series that's going to be like deeper dives into each phase of making snack sticks. So we'll get more into the actual science of, of making snack sticks. Uh, we'll talk about culture versus sure cure. Um, we'll talk about meat selection. We're going to talk all about additives, what each additive does. Um, so that should be interesting. That probably will be a few months before we get that shot edited and ready for release. Um, Josh had me update the Facebook event page for Bratfest. Do you want to talk about who's coming? Sure. Like, do you want me to? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's on me. I didn't know if you were actually asking me to or if you were asking if we just wanted to in general. But yes. So we have um, doo -doo 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 -doo. right now th three of our commercial processors that are confirmed going to be here um, selling things, providing samples. Um, we'll see if we have some more. I know a couple of them that I was really hoping would be here are not going to be here. Um, they so had they've some, already responded saying no. Yeah, okay. they had some commitments that they they uh, couldn't uh, get out of. Um, but we're going to have Walnut Valley. Um, they are out of El Dorado, but they also have stores in Andover, Winfield, El Dorado, and Augusta. Okay. Um, their Andover store is awesome. That's the one I go to. And absolutely loving to have a place actually somewhat close to my house now to buy meat from um Strutes, they have two locker plants uh here in the area one in mulvane one in goddard they're going to be here and then peabody locker is also going to be here so we've got i don't know technically four then Strutes kind of counts as two because they have two locker plants but then you could say walnut valley counts as like five because they, they don't <laughs> but <laughs> so we, we've got three different three different groups we'll see if if we get another one or two to come um, but then as far as other vendors, um, we've got BHA, uh, they're going to be here. Uh, pass it on outdoor mentors is going to be here. Ducks Unlimited is going to be here. Uh, pheasants forever is going to be here. National wild Turkey Federation is going to be here. Um, we're going to have shaken or stirred bartending. They are um, coming. They're coming. Cool. Uh, we're going to have funky monkey shaved ice. I'm actually really excited for that. Um, I think it's, I, I think we're going to have a lot more enjoyment for kids that come along with their parents this year. Sure. Um, then let's roll auto detailing is going to be here and putting on a car show. Um, we're, st I still don't know what the total number of cars is going to be. Um, that is still yet to be determined, but that is going to shape up to be a, a pretty cool piece to things. Uh, diamond archery is going to be here. Um, have a 3d target shoot for kids. Uh, then sportsman's training center. Um, I just talked with Josh about them today. Not a hundred percent sure of what exactly they're going to bring. They're going okay. to bring, but, um, they're going to be here. And then there's one other place. I don't remember the name. Um, I want to say that they knew Pat with shaken and stirred, um, Sherry's something. 
Is it on our Facebook event page? Is it on the Eventbrite? I don't know if All we right, put it on I'm there fine. yet. Um, this is going to let me log in. But then we've still got spots for three or four more people. Uh, Josh is still working on a few things, so we might have three or four more vendors come out. Um, we're going to have our dunk tank there. Um, we're going to, well, not our dunk tank. We're going to have a dunk tank there. Uh, the air capital flyers, uh, will have a booth and they'll be over by that. Uh, we'll be, we'll, we'll definitely have a whole lot of fun with the dunk tank. Um, we're going to have the MRAP vehicle from, I don't remember who, whose vehicle that actually is. That is Kansas national guard. Is it national guard? I thought it was, um, Sheriff's Department. Oh. It's the Sheriff's Department. So, Cedric County Sheriff's Department is bringing out their MRAP vehicle. Uh, Station 37 is bringing out their fire truck. Um, we'll see. They talked, they, they talked about and asked if they were going to be in an area that if there was water, that it would be okay. So, we might ha be able to have them spraying water of some oh, sorts. Okay. I don't know. If it's super hot, that might be I nice. didn't. I didn't check in with Josh on that today to find out where he's at on that, but that could be fun. Um if we could have John on the dunk tank and shooting like full blast power from a fire hose at you. I don't know if that's, that's in the cards or not. That would be fun though. Or just see if you could stand up and let a fire hose hit you. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, from how far away now oh, we'll like give you 20 feet. No, you still couldn't stand up. Enough. No, it's not far enough. Um, I got to look and think I, I, Josh and I just talked for like an hour and a half today. It should all be at the top of mind, but, um, I mean, that's a significant number of things going on. So then we'll, yeah. So then we'll, we, we will have obviously our brought samples there. Yep. Um, we're also going to have, a, a brought lunch and drinks and extra things, um, available as well. Um, this year we're going to have a lot of shade, um, are we, we kind of, what are we doing? Tents? No, we're doing the sun. We're doing sun shades. Okay. Um, we haven't decided how we're putting them up. Okay. Um, but we have, oh, how many square feet is that? Let me do math real fast. Uh, over 5,000 square feet will have covered with sun shades. Okay. So that's bigger than the size of our actual store. Our store is probably 4,000 square feet. So, um, that'll be enough that we can fit enough tables and chairs under there for a few hundred people plus some more standing room. Um, was it that hot last year? Oh, it was that hot last year. Was it year. really? Yeah. I don't remember being that hot. It was bad. Okay. But it's also one of those things where it is towards later in summer. And so people kind of get used to the heat by that point a little bit. If it was like in June and we had a hundred degree day in right. June, everyone would be like, this sucks. Yeah. But if you have a hundred degree day in August, everyone's just like, I wish this was over. I've already had 20 of them. So yeah, everything's been super hot this year in Kansas. Not a fan. It started out. We had a nice, we had a nice spring. We had lots of rain. We had, we, we had, had some rains. We would tons get like rain. eight inches all yeah. at one time, tons of rain. but which uh, I liked then it's it's just been hot the last month or two all right so that is august 20th so that's rapidly approaching uh we have to get in dunk tanks so i have begun modifying my diet 
trying to reduce calorie intake so I don't get harpooned. Um, I don't think Austin is following suit with that. No, I'm not in so shape. For there that will at be all. jokes made. <laughs> all right. Last thing we're going to talk about before we get to um, meat matters. Austin handed me these right before we went live. Here. This is to help you out in right, go ahead, talk about shaping your figure know. for the dunk tank. Yep, I don't know what this is. So somehow. Oh, it smells not bad. I don't even know how we got on this, but we were talking about dietary supplements. And I told him that my wife had bought this. <laughs> it's like cinnamony. Yeah. I th my wife said it was like mint of some sort. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe mint more than cinnamon. But it's supposed to like suppress appetite, supposedly. So we need something with sugar in it. Supposedly you can't taste sugar for a certain period of time after you've had it. But John then had a story. And I don't know how much you actually want to share about it. But an interesting story about a dietary supplement type of thing. And so we got all excited about it. I refused to try this. And my wife was like adamant that I do it. But I'm like, no. And finally, I somehow in in bringing things up with you i was like john will, john will try it um all right so this is 100 percent pure maple sugar uh, that we got from the same guy who provides our maple syrup so i'm not supposed to be able to taste this yeah it says it blocks the taste of sugar cool. so this is basically covid <laughs> like is that all it is is it just gives you covid like immediately just like boom you have covid can't taste it at all <laughs> literally at all uh, no it's the 100 percent maple sugar literally there is zero taste to that that is the freakiest thing these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. They've been evaluated by me, and that is 100% true. Would, wouldn't you just eat more because you didn't taste the sugar? You're That's like, oh, the danger. Like, oh, I can't. Because my body's, it. it's <laughs> not <laughs> stopping my body from saying, hey, I want energy. I want yeah. cheap, quick energy. What it's doing is it's not. It's not worth it. You're like, ah, this isn't even, this doesn't even taste great. Why have it? I, I, I mean, I know I've got to do testing. I lost 30 pounds. Uh -huh. Yeah. I taste stuff. That's what I want to say is what, what did you do? Because you, you had a bad experience with COVID. Yeah. So every time I had food and I go, this is how many calories? I go, I'll just eat. Like I was literally looking at like rice cakes. Seriously. I was like, <laughs> like if I'm getting full on something and it's just like, sure. I'm just, and I could just Why not? cut fat like yep. that. It was, okay. you know, I could taste it. Again, so so no. here, here's, this will be an interesting um, look into why I eat the way I eat. If I eat something sweet and keep going back, then it's my body telling me to do it. If I eat something sweet with this and then just like, I don't want to eat that anymore because it's not worth it. Like you said, then it's my mind. Mm. It's a tough one. So it's mind over or manner. I had to be a control group. And it's, yes, that has a lot of flavor. It tasted literally like nothing. It was a very weird sensation. There was no taste to that whatsoever. You're not getting these back. Stop eyeing them. Oh, no, they're yours. These are mine. Yeah, those are all yours. I still refuse to take them. I, Why? I don't like I don't like taking anything that I don't know what it is and how it <laughs> works and how it affects my body. I don't like taking pills, drugs, anything. Just I, I do. I take a lot just right, because yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, okay, I need to take that. <laughs> we'll try it. These ones. But uh, if I don't have to take it, I don't want to take it. Huh. Yeah, this is well. Thank you, Jenny, if you're listening. You don't have to get your jaw wired shut now. You can so just, you can go to <laughs> you, wanna... <laughs> you can go to www.sugarbreak.com. Um, it looks like they're available 
You know what's funny about WWW? It takes longer to say that than saying World, World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. We're crazy. But so it got popular because that's how it was written out. I remember the first time they talked about uh, the at symbol on one of the big news channels. They were talking about their email address. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, his name. And he goes, and then it's that, that A in a circle. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, people have no idea what's going on. All right, let's get on to meat matters. So, well, real quick. Okay. You're going to have to try more sugar at the end of the podcast. To see how long it To lasts? see if it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will leave these out to try to remember to do that. Um, all right. On to Meat Matters. Uh, this one's from a couple weeks ago that we didn't get to. Um, the Today Show's Al Roker went around the country and found out what some unique and popular meats for grilling leading up to July 4th were. I don't understand how chicken makes the the list as a unique or popular, but the entire Eastern seaboard and the Northeast are just boring, basic people because that's chicken. There's nothing more common to grill than chicken. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Then California and a couple other states are beef steak. Um, in Kansas, we're ground beef. So those are all very common ones. They are in no way, shape or form unique. However, there are a few on here that are fairly odd to say the least what is utah doing <laughs> their top thing is vegetarian chicken substitutes is, it's got to be a mormon is thing. that a mormon it's thing it's got to yeah. be that's all i could come up with do mormons know. not eat chicken i've never heard that before i don't know why they wouldn't i wonder if it's a mormon company that makes it maybe and they're like supporting their own i imagine um, only mormon only mormons live in utah it probably has nothing to do with with Mormonism, Mormonism, or yeah, whatever at all, but that's say. the only thing I can think of that's like different about Utah. Yeah, well, they have know. beautiful national parks and lots of Mormons. Uh, hold on, I did a, a quick little Google search. It's a what diet do Mormons follow? Mormons follow a strict health code. They are not normally vegetarians, but they will only eat meat very sparingly, avoiding products with much blood. They do not drink tea, coffee, or alcohol, and the provision of milk, water, and fruit juices would be appreciated. Hmm. So nothing about chicken and chicken does not have a lot of Oh, that love. was like someone caring for a Mormon patient. So I had no clue. Hmm. Hmm. That's wild. You no, know, I knew they didn't drink. Um, then the whole upper Midwest is sausage. Uh, Washington and Oregon are vegetarian sausage. Which why bother? You see that that's what. That's, is that what he said? That's what he said. Oh, okay. He was like Oregon and Washington. Like Vegetarian sausage, really? Why even bother? Why, why bother eating it? So I say that I have bought a ridiculous amount of vegetarian sausage over the last however many months because my wife eats these vegetarian kielbasa like things. It's meatless kielbasa. And they kept being out of stock. So every time they'd have it, I just buy all of it. And the last time she went, there was actually a sign saying no longer available. I'm like, I told you that this was not going to be available like forever. So she's all bent out of shape about that. She's going to find something to, to replace that. Um, but whatever. So most of the country, pretty basic Utah, Oregon, Washington, y'all are weirdos. The other thing that, that seems weird to me is like, I get like sausage being the big thing for the kind of like the, the north central part of the country except for north dakota for whatever reason they went ground beef 
but the, the rest of that area from Nebraska, South Dakota, east to Ohio, that whole area sausage. How did Colorado get put in there? I don't picture that as Colorado. No. But no, I picture them more with the vegetarian sausage or the the fake chicken. Or maybe hook them into the the little strip from California, Arizona, New Mexico of beefsteak. Beef could be. Yeah. Yeah. But then the only other thing, hot dogs was only four states. Kind of pictured that that could be higher. Hot dogs aren't really as much as a, of a grill item as people like to think. Like when's the last time you went to a cookout that had hot dogs and hamburgers? Most of the time it's just hamburgers and maybe bratwurst instead. Like I never eat hot dogs. If I have hot dogs in my house, it's because I'm going catfishing. Um, I don't know. I, I it may be a, a thing based on like the ages age of who's there and involved because like ah. i didn't yeah i didn't ever used to eat like a whole lot of hot dogs but i have kids now okay. hang out if i hang out with other people who have kids and we're doing dinner like hot we have hot dogs because gotcha because they want them yeah last last time we did stuff we cooked uh well we've done a couple times where we've done like burgers sausage different things but we have hot dogs with it because with the burgers we had like uh, we had grizzly burgers from Walnut Valley mm -hmm. and they have like jalapenos and cheese they and stuff like in them that were like, yeah, they're probably not going to like that. And then same thing on the sausages. We had sausage with, it was flavor, had some different flavors to it. Some with like jalapenos, some were spicy and we're like, yeah, they're not going to like that. So we just get hot dogs for the kids. So if you want a fairly surefire way to make your kid eat something, this is what my dad did with me. The only thing it failed with obviously was mashed potatoes <laughs> is he would convince me that he didn't want to share it with me <laughs> and that would make me think that there was like a prestige to eating it like that's why I, at least i think this is why i love like shellfish fish all that so much because my dad would always be like no 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 this isn't for kids this is special <laughs> so i'd be like oh well i'm definitely eating all of that um so yeah how, how old were you guys when you figured out hot dogs had the undesirable stuff in them so to speak? that's interesting because i I don't think I put it in here, but there was just an article out like debunking. No, oh, really? All well, that. good. Cause yeah. I, 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 we were a huge hot dog family growing up with six boys. So it was hot dogs, hamburgers, all that. I mean, brats were often not on the menu because the kids probably didn't want to eat them. They're right. a little bit more, you get like five to a pack. So it's just like, what are we going to just fist fight over the last one or something like that? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that might have a huge, something to say about it. So yeah. I think on some some of the stuff like that, it kind of relates um, to the whole pink slime incident yep. um, and what people are told and what they see. And it's not really what's truly in there. Of course. Because one of, I, everyone's going to hate me for this. You probably know where I'm going, but one of my favorite types of meat, favorite might be a strong word, a type of meat that I really like and I eat a fair amount of is a very quote unquote low, low quality, quality of yeah. meat. Uh, I didn't eat any today because I actually ran out, but I, I, eat, I eat a can of Vienna sausages <laughs> literally at least three, maybe four days of the week during, we during, he, at work. I just, I keep them in my desk and when I'm hungry, open up a can of Vienna sausages. On the way to and back from Colorado, he ate cans of Vienna sausage, just uh, eating them right out of the can. I'm the same way. I, uh, I take, uh, tubes of chorizo at my desk and I'll just suck I'm, I'm kidding oh <laughs> I was say, dude that's not cooked <laughs> you're gonna die i was honestly concerned like, for a I second never, i'm like i never seen him do this dude if you don't realize that that's not cooked yet 
Well, that's well done, John, you, That's why we have everything labeled in the freezer now. There you go. There you go. All right. Next up, we've got uh, an article from AgWeb. It says, no, grass-finished beef isn't healthier or better for the environment. Now, interesting thing, interesting thing about this is one of the people that they spend a lot of time talking to for the story is a customer of ours, uh, Ralph's Packing Company. Ralph's has been around since I was in customer service. Oh, they yeah, they're, they're long. They're like me. a 60, 70 year old company. I mean, they've been around for a long and time. Have they been Walton's customers since then? Because oh, as far as as far back as I can remember. Okay, yeah. So quite some time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they were talking to uh, them about this a good amount, but one of the people they talked to was uh, Gretchen Maffi. She's a professor. Uh, and the Ralph and Lila Bulware Endowed Chair in the Department of Animal and Food Sciences at Oklahoma State University. She had to say about it was uh, probably some of the biggest misconceptions of those finished on corn or grain-based diets are those environmental impacts that they could have. They've all grazed throughout the vast majority of their life, and they're only finished on corn for a short time and nutritionally have very minimal differences. That's one of the things that like, I don't think people fully understand. Um, these animals aren't being fed corn primarily through their entire lives. They're fed that at the feedlot to beef them up, to get them fatter, to put better marbling in the meat. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that she said that the environmental impacts are minimal was surprising to me, but interesting. Um, obviously, I have a bit of a, confirmation bias there because i like what she's saying so i'm more apt to be like oh yeah she's obviously you know she's a professor at a college where if she was saying the other thing i'd just be like oh they don't know anything so i mean take that with the, a little bit of grain of salt but it was interesting i thought it was uh it was a interesting deeper dive than you normally see on the grass versus grain fed debate personally i don't think it's even remotely close grass-fed beef does not have the flavor that whatever you want to call it, non-grass-fed beef does. It gives it a more umami flavor, more fat. Fat is flavor. So, so it's interesting because as someone, I don't do a lot of, I wouldn't say, I do more research than the average person about like meat because I just live, you know, work here. Uh -huh. But then like when someone is, they hear grass-fed, right? They prefer that, correct? Yeah. Is that like, okay, yeah, so yeah. where where did that come from? Why did that get such steam over the, especially I feel like the last 10 years? And I feel like there's got to be common misconceptions about it. Like, what are they going for? What are they really saying when they want grass-fed beef if someone walks into a store? So my opinion, and I have literally no research to, to back this up, about 15 to 20 years ago, there was a huge push against something called foie gras, foie gras. Uh, it is the liver of a goose that is basically they jam feed it a specific diet, like literally like shove it down their throat to make their liver super fatty. So I think people saw that mistreatment and then found out that a lot of grains and corns were being or corn was being fed to beef to fatten them up. And I think they kind of conflated those two because it wasn't. If you went back to when I was in my 20s, nobody was talking about grass-fed beef. Like, that was not a thing. Yeah. 
Everybody just wanted the biggest, fattest beef that they could get to slaughter. Yeah, now it just seems like they want the one that was not even, well, sure, well taken care of, but then its diet was at the forefront of its like existence, so to speak. But then, like you're saying, corn and all that's just at the the last at the feedlot, so to speak. So to be qualified as grass fed, what percentage? You know what I mean? Like free range chicken, oh. you, could, you could spend less than ten percent of its life actually outside and has access to it. But then, like, what is most? What's the limit for grass-fed beef? But most grass-fed beef is actually just grass-finished beef. Mm. So that's just the last two weeks of its life. They restrict its diet so it can eat nothing. That would grass. surprise a lot of people, I think, if they were actually going Not to. Not if they're paying any attention. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't pay attention. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like it's it's more of an av- advertisement thing on the label when you actually get there, right? And people go, oh, I'd rather get grass-fed. But they don't even really know what that means. So you say that, but um, I was at the grocery store two or three weeks ago and something was super picked over the eggs. So the lady behind or next to me was looking at them real closely. And so was I and whatever, like might as well just pay for the, you know, the higher grade eggs. And we got to talking and she was fully aware of like all the uh, labeling nonsense that goes on. Um, So people are paying attention to that stuff. I mean, there could still be a large number of people but I think that that is a percentage is still very small. It's just there. I mean, there is a lot of people in the U S you can still have, you can have a small percentage of them be aware and that be a huge number. It could still be millions of people, okay. but still only it could still be less than 5% of the people out there. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, it's, do you look at, <laughs> cause I'm sure that lady probably had also, if you followed her around the store follows the wrong word, but it, the other item she'd put in her cart would probably be better items than the average person that's shopping at the grocery store. That's probably so to speak. Too. So yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the extreme. That could be, could be. Um, next thing, France says additives and charcuterie are linked to colon cancer. What? If this is true, I'm in a lot of trouble. Um, All I, I do is eat that stuff. I eat a ridiculous amount of prosciutto, other charcuterie. Um, we're going to have to However, shut it down. I do want to say this. I trust nothing coming from any European government at this point. They are 100% pushing for, you know, eat the bugs, live in the pod. Only rich people can afford steaks. And I have that written down. Yep. That it should just be a luxury. I tell people that We all talked the time. about that like a year ago. I go, yeah, you guys need to watch out. Like, you're not going to be able to get steak within 20, or at least according to that guy and the way he was advocating for it, like, well, it's really only going to be for like, you know, the, the first car in Snowpiercer. you know, it's only meant for, <laughs> it's only meant for the elites of the world. What'll drive That's me good reference. What'll drive me crazy is that it, it talks about in there about curbing the consumption of nitrites and nitrates and processed meats. What they'll probably do yep. is go to quote unquote uncured bacon and things like that, that still have just as much potentially more nitrites in it than regular bacon it's just they're adding them through adding celery or beets or some sort of produce that naturally has a lot of nitrites in it and you add that to the sausage and so you're still just adding nitrites so you're doing it in a in a more uncontrolled manner yeah because it's a natural product there's more variables to it Mm -hmm. um my understanding is that the celery juice powder is like the nitrite and the beet is actually acts as a as a kind of does in your blood acts as almost like sodium erythorbate. It boosts oh. the conversion. It doesn't actually have the nitrate by itself. That's my understanding. I could okay. be wrong on that. I can, yeah, that could make sense. Yeah. I don't it know. Is for interesting. Sure, it's interesting. But yeah, 
there is no difference between a regular nitrite and uh, sure cure or like a natural nit nitrite and sure cure. The, the same chemical thing. Um, then uh, this one just kind of made me giggle. A study found that coronavirus can survive on meats up to 30 days. <laughs> so freeze your meats for 31 days, I guess. I don't know. I don't care anymore. Um, I know it's spiking again, but I just don't care. Did it talk about, could you, does it, if you cook it, does it kill it? No, that's interesting. Cause most things you cook and you can kill it, but. That's interesting. It wasn't even brought up. Cause I mean, most, yeah, most of the time people don't eat raw meat. So, I mean, it would become like any other food, foodborne illness, pathogen, bacteria, whatever that as long as you're following proper meat safety, you shouldn't have an issue. Huh. Okay. Does not say that. You have to imagine it would kill it. You'd think so. A long time ago, there was a story about COVID in the ice cream. And that, because you're not cooking it, obviously could be something else. Um, from Bloomberg News, meat inflation eases as U.S. customers turn to cheaper meats. I want to applaud everybody for leaving the ribeyes for those who require them like me. <laughs> you all can eat your ground beef and whatever, and I will continue to we eat were, my ribeyes. And we were talking about that on a recent podcast about how at some point people are going to yep. start buying cheaper cuts and it's, it'll bring prices down. Now, I did look at the graph that this article yes. gives and... I think it's a bunch of hogwash. It's prices have not really eased. I so mean, go. they're, they're still as high as they've ever been by their, well, they're like 20 cents a pound, maybe. So the away next, from the high, yeah. The next article has meat, poultry, and eggs are down 0.4%. So I, I, it's a nothing. But at least it's not going up. As everything else goes up, meat, poultry, and eggs at least aren't going up. It 0.4% decrease. It, it also says taking into account for seasonal adjustments. So what does that mean and what are they adjusting? Because half the time, I don't believe a lot of that stuff anyways, because when, when, they, when they take the numbers and change them, I think it's done out of manipulating of to course. get what they want sure. and not just i mean just look at the raw numbers go to the grocery store what does it cost today what does it cost tomorrow there's your difference yep. but uh the average price of uncooked beef steaks in the u.s was nine dollars and 83 cents a pound in june among the highest prices ever seen in bureau of labor statistics data so if you're just looking at the adjusted or not the not adjusted, the average of all beefsteak, it's higher than they've ever seen. It it did peak at like a few cents over ten dollars. Um yep. and it's come down from that. But still, I mean, we're talking, like I said, it's twenty cents nope. maybe yep. from the the highest it's ever been. It's not enough to move the needle one way or the other at no. all. Not even remotely. Uh US beef exports set new volume and value record. Now, this is talking about May, so a couple months ago, but it says topping a billion dollars for the fourth time this year. That's in May. May's the fifth month. 
So four out of the first five months of this year, we've exported more than a billion dollars of beef. That's crazy. That's insane. No wonder our prices are going up. Keep that beef here. I don't care about the rest of the world. I just don't. Yeah, but you can't. You yeah, can't. I, you can't tell businesses you can or can't export. I understand. Well, I mean, you can, but I, I don't think you should. Um, how do we know how much we consume here in the states? Like, are we consuming a billion dollars, and it's like even, or are we consuming like ten billion every month, and it's ten percent of what we? Yeah, I would imagine the vast majority of the U.S. beef market is inside the U.S. Uh, U.S. beef market value monthly. Output was $123 billion in 2020. So $10 billion a month, roughly. So, yeah. So, about we, we're exporting about 10%, give or take. Yeah. Well, let's bring that 10% back so my prices can go down 10%. Please. And thank you. It wouldn't be on a one-to-one -one scale. It could be exponential or logarithmic and depending upon, I don't know. How? Supply and demand. It's not, things never just go on a one-for-one. One. So you're saying if we kept that in the U.S., that could have a greater than 10% reduction. It could have a greater or it could have a less, less than. than. It might only cause like a 2 or 3% reduction or it could cause a... 20% reduction. It could also be the cuts that we as Americans just don't want as much. It's True. possible. That's honestly, that's, that could be a, a decent portion of yep. it. Cause there's a lot of stuff that yeah, people don't want here in the yep. States and other countries are like, Oh yeah, that's a delicacy. I'll that, take right? that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Could be, um, EU pork suppliers to benefit from zero duty policies adopted by Mexico. We talked about this a few months ago, Mexico, uh, a couple of the Caribbean nations all removed any duties associated with uh, meat. And apparently that has worked out really well. So well, in fact, that the EU is going to start implementing that for their pork uh, suppliers. It'll be interesting to see if that spreads more. Um, I'm a big free trade guy, so... I would be pleased with seeing that expand. I'd love to see more free trade. We would be able to drop prices on most of our equipment that we sell on uh, in the retail market. We don't get any commercial equipment from uh, the Asia region. None? Don't believe so. Hmm. All commercial equipment, if it's not in the States, um, we, get a, we get a lot from Australia, a lot from Italy, Italy Spain. Spain. Maybe Germany. I don't know where the new vacuum stuffers any, are coming from. I'm pretty sure it's still Italy. It's, yeah. So I know it's in Europe, yeah. but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Italy. Okay. Italy. Uh, then uh, the vegan Trader Joe's item that the internet won't stop talking about. I hate these titles because you're trying to make people talk about this, um, but it is a, uh, a beefless beef bulgogi. Um, it's like a Korean barbecue type thing. My wife occasionally goes to Trader Joe's. I'm going to have her buy some and we're going to try it. It just doesn't sound appetizing though. It doesn't. However. It, it looks fairly appetizing. I've, I've said this a bunch of times. I will substitute out um, ground beef for that. Those Morningstar grillers crumbles from time to time because my wife just has them. And if I want something like that, I'm fine with that stuff. It doesn't taste like beef, but it tastes fine. 
texture is all right as long as you cook it right. So I don't really have anything against that at all. I have a feeling I'm probably out on it because in the description, it's uh, marinated in soy sauce. <sighs> and so that's going to be horrible. Why can't you get over your hate of soy sauce? It's just, it's not good. It's it not is good. good. It's good in limited quantities. It's good like in like chicken lo mein. Great. In like some fried rice. But like in something else like, like meat related, nope. Hmm. I'm out. If it's meat related, out. Has to be like noodles, rice, that type of stuff. So... I mean, soy sauce obviously has a stronger umami flavor. Do you not enjoy like uh, it, something that's a no? Because you like um, Paz Black Bull, and that's all umami flavor. No, that's not soy sauce at all, though. No, but it's kind of no, no. It's not the same thing, but it's similar. It's mm. Apples to oranges, they're very, both fruits. Yeah, very much disagree. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a plant. We talked about this a while ago too. A plant-based food company have made a human meat burger. That can't be good. Nah. What? Why? <laughs> who is the the person behind like demanding this? And I want to know who was their taste tester. Who's like, oh, yep, that tastes like Steve. They say, yeah, they say it tastes like human flesh. So well, I've heard. Let's just, yeah, I've, let's stay away from that. Well, you hear reports from cannibals, uh, like back in the age of discovery, they would find these islands where people were cannibals and they actually called it long pork. So it's supposed to be very similar to pork, slightly sweeter, right? That was their description. So maybe they just went off that. But why? What's the purpose here? Why are you telling like... Are you trying to get people? I, it, right now, the the, the plant based industry is is a lot of speculation, right? And so it's just somebody trying to put their head out above set themselves the apart. crowd, yeah, yeah to be, be, be as, seen. And as I was asking that question, the answer came. Well, obviously, they're doing it for you know free advertising. Yeah, uh, but I don't see that as a good thing. And then the last one is. Some TikToker, some famous TikToker. You, looks, you say that with like a, a tone to your Because I do have a tone about TikTok. <laughs> You're very well aware of this. Not a fan. Uh, TikToker who ate bat meat suffered serious. Haven't we learned that's that, that's my that only leads to bad things? We're doomed. If the whole world couldn't get the message, don't eat bat. Well, what I was bet. the last two years about? I bet, I'm not even kidding. You could probably hit the go to a college campus somewhere and ask them bat related stuff with COVID. I bet you they wouldn't even see it, see the comparisons because they're not on the normal everyday news channels that are pushing because the bat thing only really got brought up when President Trump would actually use it in a negative reference. Right. So the, the Asian tied to the bat thing, we all know that. But then, like, if you ask an average person about COVID and where it started from and all that stuff like that and all those jokes, I guarantee it would fly over the head. They wouldn't even know about it because it didn't get the airtime. At least. That's disappointing. At least the airtime on the, the the avenues that they're getting their media from. So Bats just look gross, too. They <laughs> Why look would like, you want to eat one? They look I mean, like rodents with wings. I get eating it if you have to. I get eating anything if you have to. It is a rodent with But this kid's exactly. a world famous TikToker. He didn't need world, to eat world this. famous. Really? What's his what's his specs? What's he got? Uh, I have no idea. It's it just said AQ the number nine and then I N E. So Ak9. Who knows? Maybe alias the King of Muguka. 
I don't know, no idea what that word means. You just put a spell on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> but don't eat bat. How does he, does he even Simple. prepare it or does he just like do it, eat it raw? No, no, he cooks it. He cooks it. He said, um, unfortunately, it came with effects. After four days, my voice broke, which is odd. Uh, and I had a I'm severe sorry. flu. I I'm don't believe sorry. it's COVID-19. People eat bats in Africa. My voice broke. Where do you take that? Do you go to the like an I break you fix or do you go to the <laughs> my voice yeah. broke? But. Well, no, no, no. It just like, you know, I don't remember how old I was when I lost like my voice broke when I was, I think, in like fifth grade. You lose your voice for a couple Yeah, you of lost days, your voice. You don't break. <laughs> break Isn't that what it means? Voice. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Yeah. But I always say, yeah, I lost my voice. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I think that's what that's, hilarious. what that's about. So his, his medicine to fix it was smoking marijuana. Well, that sounds like it would there make his go. voice worse, but I have no comment. There. Although he calls it right. Bang. Yeah. B H A N G. We Is don't that know. like a slang for marijuana. I have Dude, no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm so Wait, far a, out of the like popular culture. Bang. It's I don't know. You energy drink, right? What are we talking about? What's H A N G. I just, I don't think there's a real word Smoking. in that article you've read so far. Ghost? I, I just figured you might know because we we were having a conversation about taking a magic mushroom trip yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you Joe Hell? Um, who I do do know his name is Joel, by the way. Um, did I ever tell you he did a jerky with uh, psilocybin mushrooms? Mm -mm. So he used psilocybin mushrooms as like a seasoning on a jerky. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I Up in Pacific Northwest, pretty much anything right. goes. Very nice. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. All right, you got anything else? Nope, I do not. Nope. All right. Uh, don't eat beaver tail. That is the main takeaway. Oh, try some sugar. Oh, okay. No, yeah. it's it's definitely not back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's I not thought back. it would have wore off. Wait, wait. Nope. There's not a chance. Wasn't it just like back. a little strip or something? Yep. It's just a tiny little strip that looks like a piece of seaweed, suspiciously. Uh-huh. <laughs> really, really vague maple flavor. No sugar flavor. Interesting. Interesting. So it's at least effective for an hour. Yep. That's yeah. wild. What if it never comes back? <laughs> well, then I know it's a great way to stay in shape. www.sugarshack.com is getting sued. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Um effective for at least an hour. Perfect. All right. Don't eat beaver tail. Thanks for checking out the Meat Justics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.